Also from Lush Podcast, the John Robb tapes. Punk legend John Robb digs through his cassette tapes to bring you exclusive interviews with other musical icons. Some are from the vault and some are brand spanking new. Find the John Robb tapes wherever you find podcasts and on the Lush Player. Welcome to the Lush Podcast. I'm your host, Nilla Davies, and I'm joined by the light of my life, my co-host, Olivia Graham. Hi! Coming up in today's episode, we'll be talking about leadership. Within this episode, we'll be taking a listen to four featured pieces of content. The first is Mark Constantine in conversation with Sandra Byrne at the Lush Retail Leadership Festival. The second piece is Take It From The Top with Carl Bygrave about the Lush EBT. The third segment is with Wendy Winters and Julia Critch, the two newly elected staff members of the Lush EBT. And the final piece is a roaming piece of content with some amazing people from the Lush Retail Leadership Festival. We'll give you their names in the episode because there's a wild lot of them. Enjoy! (laughs) Here we are in the best city in the world. Again. (laughs) Again. Consistently Consistently in the best city in the world, which... I mean, I don't know about you, but I'm okay with that. Yeah, totally. I really... So, context. What we're talking about in this episode. We're talking about leadership. And the reason we're talking about leadership is because we... Well, I, you live here, so you're always, always here. here. But almost I, always. Almost always. I've just spent a whole week in the best city in the world for the Lush Retail Leadership Festival. Ooh. Um, you didn't tell me you were going. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't really see you around. I thought yeah. we might bump into each other. Um... Just as a side note, we were consistently together the whole time. Yeah, the whole time. It's been a week. <laughs> no, I love it. I, I'm i going to be honest. What did I say to you earlier in the week about Liverpool? That it's the best city in the world. <laughs> I'll only say that every day. But what else did I say? That if you had to move, you would move here. I really like Liverpool. The people here are great. Yeah. There's a real sense of, like, people are just really nice and, like, dead on. Like, whenever I went, was going to the, I was going to the airport last time I was here and this lady on the bus just like talked to me the whole way and was like I'll keep you right for when to get off the bus she told me her life story told me about her kids showed me pictures of her son oh god sounds like my worst nightmare <laughs> oh no I mean I love that I, like I'm from Belfast I'm used to that but it was just really nice it reminded me of home and I just wanted to say before we start into the leadership section of the podcast thanks Liverpool it's great because it's been great uh right okay leadership yeah. I think I've talked to you but I'm here we go, we digress. We always do this, mm. but I'm just going to go there. Um, in the first episode of this podcast, you remember we talked all about Liverpool and the Liverpool shop opening. And I said, how I think Liverpool is really similar to where I'm from, like Belfast, because it's like that matriarchal kind of yeah. working class, amazing city vibes. It's got a real sense of community. And you can really tell, especially from your shop, they're just all legend. I feel like, I feel like they're all my mates now too. Yeah. Just, they're not. I, I really hope that <laughs> they're going to listen to this and be like, we're not your friend. Who is the other person? <laughs> who, who, who is she? Who is she? Where did she come from? Where did you find her? Um, So here. Which you are fully. It feels like you do just work in the shop. I kind of want to. Sometimes you have better, you're better friends with some of the staff than me there. <laughs> I'm, I mean? I'm saying nothing. I'm You've just, made the connection. I'm a lovable rogue. What can I say? Okay. Um, <laughs> The thing, I mean, the thing with leaders and leadership is it's that, to me, it's that real balance of having people in your life that inspire you, but also like being able to go against the grain of leadership to work out, kind of like rebelling and going against. So actually, maybe we should talk about what we actually think it is. Yeah, you go first. Well, that was cruel. <laughs> no, go on. Well, I suppose 
um, maybe the difference in my mind is that like a manager is like kind of organizational mm -hmm. and uh, like maybe a bit boxy, maybe a bit conventional. Mm -hmm. Whereas a leader is like maybe a bit more inspirational, lead by example is a good part of it. I have a quote written down because that's the type of person I am and it links really nicely to what you just said so I'm going to say it. Oh great. Um, have you ever heard of uh, Grace Murray Hopper? She was this really cool like American computer scientist and she worked for the Navy like back in the day. Badass lady. And she has a really great quote that is you manage things, you lead people. Oh. And it links really nicely to what you just said. And that just basically makes sense. Yeah. yeah. That idea that like I guess you need managers in an operational sense, but you need leaders in an inspirational sense. Yeah, so you need to be both, don't you? Yeah, you need to be, have a good mix of both. And also, I'm the type of person that needs, like I need led more than managed, but some people work really differently. Mm. So we went to the Retail Leadership Festival, which happened in Liverpool, the best city in the world. And it was a way... <laughs> I am, I, just as a side note, I'm not allowed to ever do your accent. <laughs> As soon as I do, you're like, what, what, what is that? What? And you are consistently trying to be Scouse. What does that say about me, though? I'm trying to be Scouse. Mm, do you know what needy. I mean? Needy. I am so needy. But yeah, so we, we went to this two-day event. I'm just, I'm just pretending that I'm not needy and moving on. We went to this two-day event, and it was a gathering of all the lush retail managers from around the world. And a real, it was absolutely amazing to see like a global mix of people. We had like the Japanese team, like the German team, everyone Russian was here. Russian teams in one of the... Russian, yeah, Australian team. Everyone was here. Um, and it was sort of like a two-day, it really was like a wee festival. It mm -hmm. was really great. We they, they took over this place called the Baltic Triangle in Liverpool. But I just wish that all festivals were as highly like caffeinated yeah there fruit, was some brownies, coffee, brownies nice toilet sustenance bean bags yeah it was a good time and there was lots going on so uh they were kind of showcasing like the new parties that are happening at lush there was taught inspirational talks workshops Workshop. um so yeah it's been a whirlwind of a week but absolutely amazing mm -hmm. um so the pieces of content we're going to listen to today the first one is from the Retail Leadership Festival. And oh, great. it's an inspirational leader in your life, the amazing Ms. Sandra. Sandra Byrne. The manager of the beautiful, shiny, dreamy, biggest shop in the world. Yeah, so Sam's been, Sam was my first manager in the Liverpool shop and has, even since I left the shop, I've consistently gone back to be managed by San, even when none of the projects that I've worked on have involved it. In fact, recently I was like, I don't really know what to do about this situation and I think I just need to speak to Sam. And I think that she's that kind of manager, which Amazing. has just been great to... Yeah, and she was, as I said to you, whenever you know, we were there seeing the conversation live, like she's a really inspirational leader, the way she talks about like, her career and constantly developing herself and like, you know how she's constantly learning. I think that's, that's yeah, really totally. inspiring. To have any badass lady bosses in my life, I'm just like, yes, more of that. She's cool. Yeah, totally. Um, so, oh, and also just for reference, in the clip, she talks about um her man new guests. So loads of Manchester United fans. Yeah, no, uh, that's we talk about uh people that work in lush manufacturing in the factory as. Ah, I didn't didn't so. I didn't know that. Here's the clip. I've always been very worried about pride. You know, I mean, I don't yeah. like it really as a thing. And people, well, you said you'd <laughs> asked me before about pride. Gosh, yeah, it was about 
I would say even 10 years ago, maybe even more, we'd done um, a promotional, Christmas promotional um it was for the press, that's where it was for, and it was beautiful, a winter wonderland in the middle of Notting Hill Gardens. And I, I, this was the time I was creating Christmas gifts with Shona. So I was working there, and you come and spoke to me, and I said, you must be so proud, you know, it was so beautiful. And you just kind of shrugged, and I, was, I remember thinking, why would you not be proud? <laughs> this is amazing. And then people all the time, you know, all the managers, um, they all say, you must be so proud, it's hard to have those proud moments all the time because when you reach that high, your expectation goes that high that you can see flaws. So even when we were at the door and we were talking about pride, I remember looking at the lilies on the florist and thinking, they're too open to sell to a customer. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's constant. Yeah, there's definitely times of a morning I sit at the coffee bar before we open at eight o'clock and I just see the whole ground floor and I definitely have be best and with pride but as soon as those doors open yeah it, it, it's hard to feel like that all the time you you're almost like a rabbit in the headlights looking with every you know what's going on is everything clean are the customers enjoying themselves that's really what I'm doing is looking at their faces when they walk in well the thing I like most actually oh were the people yeah coming and saying thank you I don't think I've ever had that before all the people, you know, they're just the punters yeah. saying thank you for choosing Liverpool. And, like, I'm very much in thank you for coming in. I'm not used to yeah. people saying thank you for being here. Do you know what I mean? Like, wow. And the, the sense of community made me feel really proud and uh, to be part of it. And so I don't think we've ever been welcomed as much. I mean, allowing for the fact we've been in the city in, in two previous sort of things, but... That, wow. I mean, that was shocking. Yeah, it still happens all the time now. All the time, you know, especially the older generation. They will wait, they will find me, and it's a big shop to find me, and they will find me and they will say thank you, and they will tell me about their memories of the building. Um, lots of, even the younger generation will be like, this is amazing what you've done to the city. We had the president of SA Lauder fly over, two different presidents on two different days to come and see the store. Um, he, and the, the, as soon as he came in, he said, I said, would you like to a walk around? He said, no, I've just come to see your store. It's amazing. Um, he asked me about my dress I was wearing. He said, my staff looked impeccable. Um, and, and that's all he wanted. And he came from New York just to see the store we did a walk around with the head of Marks and Spencer's retail and she brought a team with her she spent two hours and she said what you've done for retail has never been done and that was a proud moment yeah, yeah. do you end up showing someone around every day every day yeah every single who else day. have you shown around um, well, we have 50 Manu guests um, Monday to Friday um, for was the last that? six weeks. The feedback we've had from the Manu guests has been lovely, absolutely lovely. They love being in Liverpool. They love seeing the shop. They love it when they go into the basement to the stock room and they see that we keep their stickers on the um, rolling, rolling racking. And if none of their faces are there, they pull them out their pocket and they put them on. <laughs> so, yeah, showing 
our teams around the Lush family as being more proud than the president of Estee Lauder. And so, any other companies, L'Oreal, have you had around there? Um, we, ha we have Body Shop Retail. Did we have L'Oreal? They definitely don't always announce themselves. Yeah, we, we you know, and we're, we're so open. We're like, you know, we'll show you around. You know, yeah. ask us questions. I, it was Matt, who's the, the floor manager, said what they want is they just want quick fixes. They just want to know, how do you hire? How do you train? doesn't work like that no. you know so and, and they're the things how how much do you take <laughs> you know they do don't they Matt yes yeah so they're very direct but it's like they just want some magic and they think they're going to ask certain questions and then they'll be able to deliver it somewhere else which you know this is this is 20 years of my career I've been building up to this it doesn't happen overnight <laughs> yeah so you can't give them the secret then no what a lovely conversation. Yeah. Um, I think it's always really cool when you see Mark sit down and ask people questions about their shop. You know, it's almost like flipping it on its head and it's oh, really... Yeah, that's true. And he's, well, giving ownership over to the shop managers. It's nice that Sam talks about it like my business because ultimately it is, but I suppose it's not always how you would see something. Yeah, I mean, I think the thing is all the shop managers all the less shop managers have so much pride in what they do because they it is their bit as you say it is their business um i think it is really lovely the way mark talks about community in liverpool and it was almost quite emotional yeah. when we saw it live you know like the achievement of opening that big shop and like sandra says you know you keep learning and the things are changing still and they'll keep changing um one one thing that i think is uh the one of the main things well maybe it's just the main thing I'm thinking at the moment that I've learned from Sam that I like didn't even realize had become like part of my process until we were recently talking about podcasts and launching them and mo moving forward with them and I was like consistently thinking about like beyond the first step of the so after we launch them well what then and what what does that mean then when we were in conversations about the shop and the shop opening at one point Sam was like we we need to stop focusing just on the shop opening yeah. because we need to think about what what's the shop next? what's the shop in a year and two years and before we were even in there she was like I'm not worried about the shop opening we're going to open the shop and it's going to be amazing we need to make sure that we're thinking about well what about the shop once it's open and I was just like yeah, that's how you go from like this tiny shop to the biggest shop in the world to the biggest shop in the world again. Yeah. Is thinking like, okay, that's fine. We can do this big project. But what about the project after the big project? Yeah. You know I, mean? I also thought um, it was really interesting the way she talks about like the people that have come to visit the Liverpool shop, especially from a place of leadership. Because I'd imagine like opening the biggest shop in the world and then running the biggest shop in the world is quite like as a leader that's quite a big it's a big task it's a big thing and then to have other companies coming and looking at your business and yeah try you know taking inspiration from your business or asking you questions and I guess that's about trying to you know it's the lush master plan trying to champion change or inspire change or lead change in the cosmetics industry you know f not only in terms of products so like naked products fresh products but also in shop layout shop design yeah. you know it like also just investment in people's environments and people's careers yeah yeah and 
sort of trying to lead a new way for retail on the high street you know having spaces that are more than just shops now so you've got the coffee bar the hair lab you know flowers flowers you know like trying to um, make shops creative spaces almost in themselves and spaces people want to go and just be and spend time as well as a retail a retail space which is really interesting um it's weird it's like a small startup mindset but on a bigger scale yeah yeah which is I suppose what's nice as well just from working in the shop is is being in an environment that's really been invested in yeah so like just that how many like plants there are and like how the staff room is put in the a room with a wall of windows and like there's a really nice sound system in there and there's nice coffee machines yeah just investing in people the same it's the same as having a fair living wage do you know what I mean? It's investing yeah. in people in different ways. Um, it's a, a beautiful segue. You know how I love segue. Oh. Time of my life. Um, <laughs> sharing leadership and sharing responsibility for a company with the people that you're trusting in and, you know, like uh, building your business with. I thought we'd talk a wee bit about the EBT. Ah, yes. Fantastic. Yep. So I am going to be honest. I didn't know much about EBTs until I found out Lush was becoming one. No, I didn't know what it was at all until you're um, going to tell me now. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm going to do that. Do you know that thing that you do where you can reach into your brain and find pieces of information? Yeah. And it sounds like you're reading from your laptop, but you're definitely not. It's science. It's just literally it's just how science. this is scientific information. Um, so an EBT is an employee benefit trust. And what that means is that your employees hold a percentage of shares in your company. Now, these might not be monetary shares, but they're shares enough so that it kind of makes your company more democratic that you cannot, for example, the shareholders can't sell the company without having a staff vote on if that's okay or not because the employees own part of the shares. So we did it. So it means that there's then a process. So you either opt out or you're in. Mm. So the staff then... You basically it's like a mini lush election they divided up the staff uh, the, the sort of divisions of the business into different constituencies people in those constituencies then voted for people they wanted to represent those representatives then went um into country representatives the country representatives then um got together got together yeah at the festival um and then they were uh they elected amongst themselves who they wanted to represent the staff as a whole so two trustees so the trust is made up of carl bygrave mo constantine two staff elected trustees and then one external trustee who is someone who has like a knowledge or knows a lot about ebts Ah. or has worked with ebts in the past so when i a couple of weeks ago i met with carl and he told me where the ebt was at then and then at the retail leadership festival that's when they elected the trustees so what we're going to do is first of all we're going to listen to my conversation with carl nice and then we're going to listen to a conversation i have with the two new trustees <gasps> from retail leadership festival Gasp. because continuity is key the idea was to have constituencies and for each constituency, now that could be, it could be a building, it could be a department, it could be a shop. So that you, you take the company and you divide it, and bear in mind that we're talking about 23 countries as well. You divide the business down into smaller groups and that each of those groups then votes for one of their own to represent them. And then those people go on and they get to know the people that have been voted for 
and then they vote for the next route and then you get finally you get up to a, a you kind of it's like um, a little mini lush election yeah yeah so it was like a, a, <laughs> it is like a, a real real election um so it's, it's, it's a very interesting process because what we so the first thing that we that a good piece of advice we were given is that you don't have people opt in you actually say everybody's in to be voted for unless they particularly want to opt out so that's quite a good thing because people that may be a little shy about not wanting to make that step of putting themselves yeah. in 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 the frame they're in it unless they decide that they want to step out and that consequently that made quite a difference to the number of people participating which is really good because the whole idea was that that you know it could be anybody that could that could be elected and the idea was that you were voting for people that you already knew so the fact that you you might be voting for I don't know, as part of a, of a constituency in Beak Street, you know everybody in Beak Street, you've got an opportunity to go and talk to them, people will discuss it. And one of the lovely things that came out of it was the fact that we had this the feedback that people were talking about their colleagues in such a positive way because the discussion was about everybody's positive attributes, which I always think is really, really nice because the company is the, the sum of everybody's positive attributes. So when everything's all you know there's all discussions about brexit and all the other horrible things and you know you've got people talking about how great their colleagues are well, that, that's lovely oh isn't that nice that is lovely it's a really nice way of giving like i don't know of recognizing how important it is that because people sort of join lush for various reasons but a lot of it's to do with the ethics so if you then make sure that your staff almost have like a say in the future of your business. Yeah. It takes away the chance of them working for someone that they really don't want to. Like, mm -hmm. And it also just does, it puts a lot of, it's like how, it's the same thing as like how, how nice the building is where you work. It's like how valued you feel. Yeah. And like how invested in you feel. And so like, bricks and mortar and a nice wage are one way but having an, a voice in something is, is a, it's a good way to make someone feel valued and heard I would say yeah I think it's really important it's saying like you're leaders too do you mm. know what I mean like we, we, we need you to make this successful um, which is awesome um, so at the leadership festival then I we, we were able to catch up yeah I was there you were I there um, we were able to then catch up with the, the two trustees. newly elected trustees, um, which was amazing. And they that was announced like live at the festival. We literally then ran over and grabbed them after, which they, you know, God love them because they were wide busy. But we <laughs> were like, come and talk to us. Um, heads up, this clip sounds like it was recorded in a cave. It kind of was <laughs> in in a cave in a... In a warehouse. In a warehouse in Liverpool. Um, so I will just play it now. Thank you so much, guys, for coming and having a chat with me. Um, could you just, for the for the people listening at home, uh, tell us who you are and your job role in Lush? Should I start? Okay. Yeah. I'm Julia. I'm from Austria. Um, I'm a supervisor on a really busy um, high street shop, um, Marilferstraße it's called. <laughs> and yeah, I work as a supervisor there for now two years almost and I work at Lush um, since four years so this is my fifth Christmas now so pretty young <laughs> a pretty new Lushy I guess compared to all of you 
Maybe. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm Wendy. I'm a retailer for the UK and Ireland. So supporting managers across 106 shops. Oof. Um, yeah, it's exciting. Um, but yeah, that's that's my job, um, supporting the shops. Amazing. And first of all, congratulations is in order to the new Yay, thank you. Trustees, the EVT. Thank That's you. amazing. Um, can you tell us a bit about the process of becoming a trustee? It was like a really, really short period of time. It was like everything around it was like exciting and new and it was like pam, pam, pam. And <laughs> I don't know, because the first round was like um, getting a representative of each shop or like from the support team and then there was like um, a representer of um, the country and then we came here and then we yeah it got chosen of the two trustees yeah so they, they broke it down per market into retail yeah. manufacturing yeah. and support teams yeah. and then yeah we all had a constituency rep which turned into a business rep yeah. which then became ultimately the country rep which yeah. Julia was yeah. Austria and yeah. I was the UK. Yeah. So that was, it all happened really fast though, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, <laughs> everything went so fast, yeah. Yeah. And then uh, we all met on Monday, 23 group country representatives. Um, we had a full afternoon getting to know mm. one another. It was um, really intense yeah. meeting. Yeah, just deciding really. who we were going to vote for. So the final vote came from those candidates. And uh, they voted for you and I, didn't they? Yeah, which so was crazy. Uh, uh, yeah. a big surprise. I was shook. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, what? There must be a mistake. But then when I went off stage, they were like, I voted you and so good. Oh, and it was really, really sweet. What excites you the most about becoming a trustee? Like, what made you want to be included, you know, and to opt in to be voted for? I think for me, it's about the representation for lots of people. I think that as a business, we've always been fantastic at taking feedback from the people who work in all areas of the business. But I think that it's just makes it it's stronger. We have this we have this 10% of shares now, like we have a very vested interest mm. in the future and having a voice to, to filter that through, that makes me excited. Just that, like you said about the newest person, yeah. you know, they could be the most passionate, you yeah, know, and they've got, they have a way to access mm. that now, if that's what they want to do. Mm. It's so lovely. It, it, it's like Carl said about, um, as well, it gets people talking about their, their colleagues in a really lovely way, you know, and, and sharing lots of positivity and sharing stories and journeys and, bringing us all together in this nice tighter network. Yeah, yeah that's it's amazing. It's been awesome chatting to you and good luck. And we'll hear undoubtedly lots more from you in the next two years. Yeah, Yeah, well in. Thank you. Yeah, well in. I feel like we're in good hands. Yeah, so I feel same. like they're going to boss it and mm. make sure everyone's represented and looked after. Part of me feels like I wish I could just be like, what should I have for breakfast? And <laughs> hey, what hey, am I guys. doing with my life? <laughs> It's cool though, it makes, it's also like, you know, the people that are the founders of Lush are the founders of Lush, so it's really good to have people in that conversation who have come through the company and the yeah. journey, you know. But you can never, even because the founders had, they'll never have that journey of coming into a shop and being a sales assistant. Yeah, exactly. Because they did their own journey that was something else entirely really. Wait, yeah, which then blows my mind because I think... Like they like started it. Yeah. 
that's mad. That's like me and you starting a business. <laughs> and then I'm like, in like, in like 20 years time being like, oh, look at our business. Remember that? That was funny. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that, yeah, that's, it's wild, isn't it? It's wild. It? it must be really cool as well to have started a business with your friends and your partner and then look back and like, 30 years ago mm. oh do you mind whenever we were doing that in our shed how great's that and now you're like a global business and you've got a whole rack of lads and an EBT and all and it's good crack yeah so I feel an EBT and all <laughs> an EBT and all so I feel like we're well looked after I feel yeah. like those two are gonna represent us which is awesome um we did that thing that we do at the retail leadership festival where people are just living their lives and we just grab them and they're like can we talk to you about something oh yeah random? we did that thing didn't we and I really like doing that I think it's really good fun um I hate being on the receiving end of it so like oh yeah we'll yeah, like to help. people what's this what's that and then they go what about you and I'm like, <laughs> like oh look at that bird over there that's nice yeah, yeah. um no I it's interesting whenever you think about the retail leadership festival and compare it to like festival festivals because it's a very different thing but I love the randomness and chaos of a festival atmosphere that anything can sort of happen Mm. and we I feel like we are two people that thrive in that Mm, yeah 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 so the next clip the next clip is us randomly a bunch of clips it's a bunch of clips Elise our producer who's a babe has kindly edited them all together babe with the power what babe the power of who do (laughs) you do what you remind me of the babe what babe um i wish there were some goblins with us right now uh i'm i'm losing my mind a wee bit so i need to get back on track we chatted to a lot of people in this clip i shall go through and name them all now uh so adam barnes manager from the belfast shop whoop whoop michael bryan the manager of lush studio soho whoop, graham philwood from lush digital whoop, whoop. michelle houston from lush whoop, whoop. <laughs> adam Gosal from lush digital whoop, whoop. and ben cable from lush digital whoop, whoop. Well. i feel like everyone deserves a Everyone deserves a whoop whoop. This is a this is a great bunch crew, of people. Absolute crew. Um, and also crew for letting us just like stop them and ask them random things about leadership. Uh, so here we go. Here's our little montage. As a, a leader in a shop, what skills do you think you need to be a, to be a good leader and to to work in a position of management or to be a supervisor? Um, I think being able to let go of stuff so not being able to gather you you've got such a temptation to be like i want to do this i want to do that i'm going to do all these things all at the same time and um, but being able to just like release that and give that to other people that are amazing at it as well i'm a conductor of an orchestra and i'm just the one that makes sure it's happening what qualities do you think someone needs to be a good leader fairness uh, empathy you always need to put yourself in other people's shoes. Um, you need to be able to see some everything from everybody else's perspective as well. Um, you know, the world is a really big, chaotic place. So to kind of boil everything down to just your point of view can be quite damaging. So when you are leading a group of people, and I think it's better being a leader than being a boss, um, you, you need to be able to um, always, always see it from their eyes. Graham, who is an inspirational leader in your life? Okay, so the first one I would say is Allen Ginsberg, who's world famous, most iconic poet that I could ever engage with. First poem that I kind of engaged with was Howl. It's just, I think it's one of the most queer parts of culture and the queerest form of literature in my mind. And it was just completely 
world changing to a lot of young queers and I was one of them. Um, my idea of good leadership is compassion. It's understanding that you are in a position of influence and power and not using that to your own advantage. There's been like lots of influences in my life because I think leadership is like influence that can stay with you past being in that person's presence. How do you find the leadership and leaders within Lush compared yeah. to other projects you worked on them when you before you worked on Lush? Yeah, I think it's really different because they have, they've got a very creative angle on the business and they've got a bit of passion for it. And I've never experienced that before. And I've not experienced a leader that's so involved with the business day to day, not just sitting in an office somewhere you don't know, giving direction. They're actually in and amongst us all the time. So I think that was interesting and refreshing. Good leader. Most good leaders that I've ever met are not people who want, wanted to be leaders. They just became leaders because they were naturally just taking projects on and they were just wanting to get stuff done. Yeah, I think passion is like the key, the key ingredient. If you don't have that, if, if all you want to do is be a leader because you want to you know, be in charge of people or control people or tell everybody else what to do, you're doing it wrong in my opinion. excited and happy though that you talk to such a wide array of people from completely different parts of Lush who have also done other things and they all have like really similar kind of yeah that's nice it makes me feel like our leadership is in good hands yeah totally um I know that I fangirl over her all the time I just love what Michelle said she's great she's so great a position of power and influence and understanding that you have that and what does like then what like what do your actions mean do you know what I mean you yeah. have to you have to be mindful of that and everything you do um empathy and compassion as well really important really important because if you can't understand what someone's going through or what how someone else's life is differs from yours how can you it, it, at the leadership festival Michelle gave a talk and she mentioned about equality yeah, do you was, want to talk a bit about that because we were chatting about it yesterday yeah I was just thinking then actually I was like okay so what we actually haven't spoke about is like all this great stuff that was going on there so there was like loads of different talks and yeah so like we went to different workshops but one of them was how to embody all are welcome always and it was something that Michelle hosted as the head of recruitment for the Liverpool shop which has become like a hugely important role because not only does she recruit the staff she follows them through their whole career at Lush so she's consistently a member of staff that she knows she's employed every single member of staff that works under that building basically so or been part of their recruitment process and so she's also part of the development in that regard and she also it also makes her a person that people feel very comfortable to go to so and in that regard she is an amazing manager because she's very approachable and very fair and so one thing that she spoke about at this talk was we can say all are welcome always, but it doesn't mean that we're making our space welcoming. Um, that involves action. And what she also said, which was so interesting, was that equality is an end goal. So what we want is equality, but we can't always apply equality immediately. What it What's important for now is equity. So... Or what's important for now is that we treat people dependent on their needs. So we can't treat everyone equal because not have everyone has an equal amount of, not everyone has an equal set of needs. Mm -hmm. So we have to accommodate different, different people's needs, and then we'll get to equality. 
which I was just like, yeah, of course, that makes total sense and is an amazing way to look at things as someone in such a position where she is influencing people's access to work, essentially. Yeah, yeah. It's really interesting even whenever you have a conversation with Michelle, how engaged she is in that conversation yeah. because she's giving you the time that you deserve because that's what she does and who she is as a person. She's mm. amazing. Um, also, Alan Ginsberg. Graham's recommendation of a person that's inspired him as a leader. Yeah. I would recommend everyone goes and checks checks that out. Um, Which is amazing because it's poetry, and then you're like, yeah. yeah, of course. Like, well, that's the thing. Leadership doesn't always come. Like, like what form does leadership take? Yeah. Leadership is someone, in my opinion, just that inspires you, and that makes you want to achieve your best and helps you see your worth. So you can you can recognize that in poetry, in music. Yeah. You know, it's class. Um, one thing that I found from the, the Retail Leadership Festival is that just reminded me how great people are in Lush. Yeah. Which is really salty and emotional, but that's who I am. And it's just dead nice to see them all, isn't it? Yeah, and catch up. Um, I'm going to end this podcast on an inspirational quote, Olivia. Oh, I can't wait. Um, Can we also just talk about how great Stealing Sheep were? Oh, yeah. And Hannah Batovsky DJ'd. Yes. Great well, Liverpool Femme Fest at the after party. That's a good segue from talking about how music can inspire you. Ah, nice. Steel and Sheep were class. Amazing. And they played for ages. They played for ages and their whole the, their whole performance was that. It wasn't like they're just they were a band that got up and sang some songs. They they were a, it was a full show. Yeah, yeah. From their entrance to their exit. Uh and we're doing a lot of work with them at the minute. You guys just filmed a music video with mm-hmm. them? I don't know if we're in Liverpool. Is that a teaser? Oh, oh, oh cheeky. cheeky. <laughs> something to come, something to come. Uh, and we also had a badass time dancing with those really oh, fun people. Yeah. The people at Lush Parties really go in for, for, for dancing and dance off. <laughs> yeah, the, there was a lot of commitment on that dance yeah. floor. Um, and it was hot. It was so hot. It was really hot. And I was wearing sticky on gems that were on my chin by the end of the <laughs> evening. <laughs> because I am fashion. Here's my inspirational quote from an inspirational leader in my life. (laughs) If your actions create a legacy that inspires others to dream more, learn more, do more, and become more, then you are an excellent leader. Dolly Parton. Thank you very much. I can't believe you didn't sing a Dolly Parton song. Thank you for listening to the Lush Podcast with me, Nilla Davies, and my co-host, Olivia Graham. Today's episode was edited by Elise McKenna with music by the Fresh Handmade Collective. For more information on today's episode, check out the links in the description below. If you like what you've heard today, don't forget to subscribe. And if you want to hear more podcasts by Lush, you can download the free Lush Player app, available for both Apple and Android. (laughs) 